saying photographer um, director brand coach entrepreneur yeah I do a whole lot of whole lot of all creatives are here <laughs> doing multiple tasks um so how did you come up how did you become a photographer or decide to choose photography as a career um started when I was in high school I shot for my school newspaper um, had to shoot a football game and I thought I did great um, but they told me out of the 300 something pictures that I took, there was only one that they could use. And I don't like being bad at things. So I spent the next four or five years shooting sports. And then I realized I hated shooting sports. And then I shot events. Then I realized I hated shooting events. And then I started shooting people. And then that's where I found like I had the most fun. And I just kind of ran from there. And you see, how did you become a creative director? designer, model, everything. <laughs> um, well, I obviously started a while ago, but um, I really started taking it seriously in 2018. Um, I used to work at Grand Hustle for the Trap Music Museum, and I was an executive assistant, so I did a lot, and um, I learned a lot, and I, I just decided to start applying, you know, what I learned, and start making my, you know, set designs and creative directing projects, and then, you know, along the line, me and B linked, so we yeah. made his <laughs> so how did you guys, how did you decide to choose C to be part of your team? Um, um, my, <laughs> I was just saying, she's lively. <laughs> so, um, in like June, July of 2020, my life started to get pretty stressful, pretty hectic. Um, and I realized that as much as I'm used to doing everything by myself, um, it was time for me to, to get some help. And so I put out a post on Instagram looking for creative assistance. And I had a whole bunch of people that applied and stuff. And C was actually the first applicant that I got. Um, but her resume looked too official um, to I bring. Almost, okay. To, to, <laughs> yeah. Too yeah, because she's worked with a lot of like large companies prior to us working together. Mm -hmm. um, so in my space of chaos, it's controlled chaos, but chaos <laughs> nonetheless, um, you know, I didn't want to bring somebody into that um, that has already had established work. Um, and so as I kept going through the applicants and it was just, I read everybody's resumes or they didn't send a resume or they sent like two liners, like, yo bro, I'm trying to work. like. <laughs> I can cuss on here, right? Yeah, yeah. Fuck with me, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I had like a bunch of those. Um, and then I was like, you know what? Like, what I want for my brand is to, you know, be more professional and to be more um, detailed and things like that. So I was like, you know what? Like, I'm looking over what's right there. And then so I DM'd her back and then we set up a call and now we're here. Okay, and what made you want to join 
B Media's team since you've worked with big companies, like you said? Um, I did work for, you know, Nickelodeon, BET, Grand Hospital, things of that sort. But I really um, wanted to take my own independent lane. So I wanted to be in control of what I did and, like, you know, what I was putting out. Of course, I was in control then, but it was just yeah. like, I wanted to cre take creative control over my career. Mm -hmm. So um, I had quit my job. <laughs> and then the pandemic hit, and I was just like, okay. Um, I started creating on my own, and I saw B's post. And I was like, okay, like, I, I, I'm up for that. Like, you know, why not help another creative? And his work is phenomenal. Yeah. So um, I was like, I sent my resume in. And I was, and it was funny because I had just been, like, scrolling on Instagram when I yeah. saw it. And he, like, posted a few minutes ago. And I was like, he's going to think I'm too eager to send it. But I was like, let me send it because I will forget. So, yeah, no, I yeah we, um, I saw the ad on Instagram. I sent in my resume. We got on the call. And, yeah, it's like my brother. So we, <laughs> we felt like we known each other for a while. No. That is crazy. What's one favorite? You guys, of course, have worked together. What's your favorite project that you guys have done together? The most fun one? The most, most fun one for me? Fun one or challenging when you're like, oh, you know. You know it's the most challenging one. We're not going to say that one. Okay, yeah, both your, your reaction, your face, and oh, you're like, oh, let's not speak We're not even going to speak on that one. Um, But I would say my uh, most favorite one so far. <laughs> um. I would want to say the OG one, because I really like the way that you shot the black and white. He had the guitar, the afro. That oh. was a really like I really liked that one. I don't. It was very simplistic, but it was just so nice to see how simple it was and how great it came out. So if you guys go on his Instagram, you'll see. Yeah, I'll, yeah, there are links. Mine. Yeah, there are links will be on the description box for sure. Offer um, to contact that. What about you, media? Um, <laughs> I think Jalen's. No, Jalen's was, was my that favorite. was our was that our first project together? Mm -hmm. I want to say that it was one of our first few projects together. But it was that one, one of the was first fire. One. But that, that was, was fire. That was when I saw from planning of the vision board to the actual shoot to the final edit that we could execute something from start to finish, and I had no complaints about it because I'm like a very particular person. Um, whether it's like myself or the client or whoever it is, it's normally something that I don't like at some mm -hmm. point. And that was that was the one shoot where I was like, I saw the mood board and I was like, okay, like this looks cool, like we could do it. And then it happened, and I thought, oh wait, 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 like we can do this. Do <laughs> like this. We, are, we are doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so that one was my that one was my favorite. No, that one, yeah, that one's a good. That's one of my favorites. Also. And which one was that? I don't uh, know if that person. Jalen is an artist, Jalen Kelly. Um, he uh, raps. But he had the hoodie on, and it was like an orange background. And it like the way that B did the lighting was like bomb because it looked like his like he had like a glow around him. But then there's the rest of the yeah, lighting. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's like it goes like an ombre type yeah, silhouette. Yeah. Type no, it's I really love nice. your lighting. Is crazy. Thank lighting you. cool. No, honestly, <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I especially like the one because I remember why hippie media to work with him last year. Mm. I was like. His lighting is crazy. I didn't know he was a light specialist. Honestly, I was just like, he's just a dope ass photographer. Like, let me hit him up. And I love them. I love the little lighting that we did with it. It was dope. Definitely one of my favorite shoots of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I like to hear. <laughs>
Yeah, no, honestly, and I'm like, I'm excited because I still want to do a birthday shoot. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, before you guys leave, I was like, I need to set up deposit, whatever I gotta do to set this up because I am really I was ready. looking, and that's funny, I was looking at the pictures last night, like, ooh, what materials do I need to use and stuff like that. So, I'm really excited. So, yeah, we'll lock no, that in afterwards. I, yeah, afterwards, <laughs> lock in with that. Um, so, what inspired you guys to create? What, what motivates you guys to create? Go first. Nah, you can go. Okay. Um, I I love creating because um, I feel like it like low key is like part of my DNA. Like my dad was very much into arts. He did radio when he first came to America. He was a photographer, a DJ. He was very much into the community of Boston mm-hmm. and doing um, things like that. So as I grew up, it was just natural for me. But now it's um, as I'm growing up, <laughs> even though I'm an adult, yeah, it's like I'm really taking. Um, the steps to actually, you know, embrace those sides of me because, as you know, um, first generation, it's very hard to become a creative and explain it. So for my dad already doing that, um, it was easier for my mom to accept. She's like, okay, well, like this is what you do, this is what we do. So, yeah. a lot of people find it crazy to be in a um, first generation home, yeah. and they can't explain to like their parents like this is what I want to do because we're bred to be, you know, doctors and nurses and lawyers and all this other stuff. And it's like, no, there's other things in the world that we could conquer. So that being a first generation is like my why, but my family definitely. No, I agree with you. Same thing. What motivated me to create was not having a boring life. Um, my granddad was a politician. My mom is a lawyer. Um, my dad owned like three pizza shops so nobody in my family was the least bit creative Um, so growing up I just always found that it was easy for me to just like do something and I enjoyed challenges so I would do something get really good at it and then walk away from it and do something else so like I know how to play four instruments I played like three or four different sports and photography was where I started to realize that there's so many components to it that I can always find like a different way to challenge myself. So nobody believed that it could be a career for me. Um, everybody was like, that's the cool side hustle you have, you know, like that's a cool little craft or whatever. Hobby. Um, hobby <laughs> hobby kills like, me. So what I did when I was, while I was in college, um, my dad was really on me to get a job, get a job. Um, so just so he would stop complaining, I worked at Staples. I applied and worked at Staples. And I was there for like a couple weeks. And this is when I was still trying to develop my career as a photographer, get clients and stuff like that. And one day I was out, you know, I had to clock in. I know I had to clock in that day. And someone had finally said they would pay me for a shoot that same day. Um, and I was kind of on probation at Staples because I had this thing with time, um, other people's time. So I had been late a couple times and they told me, um, next time you're late, just don't even worry about coming in. You know, so I knew that like, well, I could go to work right now or I could take the shoot right now, which is what I want to be able to make money doing anyways. So I knew that day, I said, I don't even want to hear them lecture me or anything else whenever I go back to work. So I quit that day went and did that shoot and then from there it just kind of kept going like if i'm gonna make money doing this i need to make enough money to live the life that i want to live 
Um, so that's why I became so technical in all aspects of my work, um, because this is going to be the best thing that I've ever done. That was what I told myself like three, four years ago. Um, full time by like four years, but the first time I picked up a camera was 10 years ago. I'm originally from Pittsburgh. I just came back. I was. I just spent the last couple of days there. I just got back like two days ago. Yeah. So um, yesterday. You went out there for like a little pop up, didn't you? Well, I did. Uh, <laughs> I promoted that I was out. That I was going to go back home, mm -hmm. um, because since I've become B Media, um, I've never gone back home to shoot. Um, so I knew I was going to be there for a couple of days, um, just to take care of some family stuff. Um, but I promoted that I was, you know, coming back. Um, if anybody had been wanting to shoot with me, um, so yeah. That's cool. So how did you guys come to Atlanta? Um, I actually moved down here when I was younger. My parent, my dad had a job opportunity, and um, we moved down. So um, ever since then, I used to go back and forth from Boston, and then I actually moved away after high school and yeah. I lived in California for like five years and then I moved back. Actually, I moved back to Boston and I moved back. But yeah, <laughs> I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> um, I came down here for college. Um, so 2015 was when I graduated high school and I got accepted to Morehouse. And that's what brought me down here. And once I got down here, I said, I'm never going back to the cold again. <laughs> so I've been down here ever since. Yeah, no, I'm going to Detroit next weekend, so I'm, I've never been up north, guys, ever in my life. Oh, yeah, so grab your bubble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bubble. God. You know what I'm saying? You're going to freeze out there. Yeah, I, I know. Offer it. You're going to be home. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> chattering yeah. everything. Yeah, but but Detroit's fun. From what I've heard, like, it's a really good time. No, I feel like it's a whole different environment. Mm -hmm. so yeah. Myself. Like, yeah, no, I can't wait. Can we go up there? Um, so what did you study or what was your major in college for you? I started as a business major, but business had too much math. Mm -hmm. So I switched to psychology so it could be less math. And my focus in psychology was art therapy. Art therapy. Okay. Mm. That's fine. Yeah, I went to West Georgia. Oh, what was your major? Um, I, I was double majored, um, marketing and management with a minor in international business. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. so what happened? Um, like, no. Yeah, I, I, I went to, like I did classes and stuff, and I was just like, yeah, no. I and Right when I went um, to West Georgia is when I got the job offer at Grand Hustle. So I was just like, okay, I could do both. Then I finished like my year of school, and I was like, yeah, I'll come back. <laughs> so it was... Um, it was a big decision for me because I was like, yeah, I want to finish my degree. I'll finish it one day, but it's just like right now, it's not my main priority because yeah. life is working out pretty well right now. No, so. yeah, <laughs> no I've seen some things that you and um, Sky worked on. It's yeah, amazing. I love them. I, I love, love Sky. Yeah, she's she's amazing. 
she's she's the goat like she's, she's definitely helped me a lot amazing so. so how has that been working with she's like she's such a pure person like mm -hmm. she's a very genuine person so it's like I want to learn something I can ask her with no problem she's like she's like an older sister like mm -hmm. I hate using that comparison but she kind of is like if I need something and if I have any questions I know I can rely on her and ask her but she's always willing to you know bring me on to projects and teach me about certain things so it's just like my sky's <laughs> Shout out to Sky. What's one thing that you've learned from her that stuck to you? Um, I'm a very detail-oriented person, but she goes into like super depth. Like her, like no, it's like amazing. Like I'm just like this is a superpower because you may see one thing, like you see this um, counter right here. Yeah. She's like, okay, let's fix um right up under there, paint right under there. Just try and like not get under on the line. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like she's very detail oriented and she's like low key a perfectionist and I yeah. too. Yeah. So it's just like I, I I feed off that energy. I really like it. So it's just like I I yeah. see what you're doing here, girl. Yeah. I'm learning. You know, <laughs> honestly, like her stuff is amazing. Yeah. And I know you worked at Cam Kirk Studios. How has that been? I love that studio. That's usually I go. Actually, yeah. that's not usually. That's the studio I go to do my shoot. <laughs> I've been there in a minute, but you know, I love that. Um, it was it was great being there. That was where I took the time to kind of perfect a lot of uh, the details of my work. Um, you know, I was there early in the studio, so before there was four hundred clients yeah. a month. I was in there, and so on the slow days, I would just test out different lighting setups, different lighting techniques. I have this little notebook, mm -hmm. um, literally from all of 2018, the different light setups that I tried and tested out that I liked. Um, so that was, you know, kind of the main thing that I took from there was just kind of like perfecting every aspect of it and just utilizing the resources around you. Um, yeah. So what's one thing that you feel like Cam has taught you? Uh, um, Even personal life or trying to business-wise, marketing yourself, branding yourself, what's one thing you feel like he has taught you? Don't rush. Don't don't rush the idea. Um, I have a lot of a lot of ideas that I come up with, a million and one things that I want to do, um, and a lot of times I feel like I can do it right now. And I believe that I could do it right now, and I probably could. Mm -hmm. um, but when it's the right time to do it, everything will be in alignment. I'll take on a lot of stress to get something done um, because I feel like I can do it. Mm -hmm. um, but in conversations that I had with him early on, it was kind of like, just have the idea, don't abandon the idea, but you'll feel when it's the right time to do it. So just, kind of became a bit more patient that way. Yeah, I feel like as a creative though, it's still like, oh, when I first started, when do we want to do the podcast or anything? Mm -hmm. I was like, I just want to go and just drop it. But it's just like, no, like you said, it's perfect timing. Mm -hmm. I feel like once you start being a creative, you don't know, like, because you never know when the right timing is. Like, how do I know? And stuff like that. So as you as a creative, do you feel like that kind of, it's it the same thing with you on releasing things? Yeah. Definitely, for sure. Like, I know I, I'm always in my head. I'm very much an overthinker. <laughs> so, like, I'll always either hit a B or ask my sister, um, Queen, and I'll just be like, yo, like, what do you guys think I should do? And, like, literally, for every creative out there, and it's so corny and so cheesy to say, but trust the process. Like, 
you certain things not gonna work out for a reason mm -hmm. but I promise like if it doesn't work out for a reason it's a bigger benefit like later on down the line like you can't you can't psych yourself out too much I know I psych myself out a lot and it's like take your own advice yeah but it's just like I'm learning that um, to you know like he said with timing everything will come you know come along mm -hmm. so that's one thing I, I'd be learning too. yeah What's one thing that you wish you would have knew before starting this career path? Hmm. I have one thing that popped in my mind, but it's just like, it really doesn't matter. Uh -huh. Like, gatekeepers. Like, people are like, oh, gatekeepers, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, there's really no, nobody can keep you from what God wants you to do, to do or have. Yeah. So no matter what, like people are going to try and test you and see how much they can get out of you and take advantage of you sometimes. But mm -hmm. it's just like, if you know who you are and you know what you want to do, you're just going to stick to who you are. Just look, like, don't let, don't let this industry brainwash you into being somebody that you're not. Stay true to yourself because a lot of people get lost and it's like, it gets sad. Like it, it people does. get sad. Yeah. But, um, you're gonna be broke. Mm -hmm. You're gonna be broke for a long time before you start making the money you want to make. Mm -hmm. Um, so that I think, <laughs> and no matter what aspect of being creative it is, whether it's photo shoots, music videos, fashion designers, you're gonna spend a good amount of time doing free work, discounted work internships to to just show that you can do what it is that you want people to pay you to do mm -hmm. the the money that i make now off of shoots i just i looked back and i laughed because um, i charged 300 dollars for an hour now mm -hmm. and i remember when i quit my job i was only charging 75 dollars for an hour and it was kind of like man like i'm gonna have to do like 10 shoots a month, you know, <laughs> and I still not even making a thousand dollars a month. Um, but in that time, there was a lot of relationships that I built. So a lot of, a lot of photographers and creatives that I talked to, you know, is don't be too big for certain opportunities. Like don't let people take advantage of you um, and just do work for free or for exposure, but you have to do it at some point early on. Um, if you want to do this full time, if you do it as a hobby, like that's cool. But being a full-time creative, you're going to be broke. You're going to be at... sacrificing a lot. <laughs> you might sacrifice some of your sanity, like seriously. Yeah. But it's like, as long as you have that drive and that vision, it's going to work out. Yeah. Like, just have faith. Like, really, your faith will be tested. <laughs> as a creative, as a creative, you know, I feel it. I feel like some people think that as soon as oh, I did one amazing shoot, then I'm going to charge them 500 mm. 300 And it's just like, no, you just started. It was just one shoot you did out of a million. Exactly. Like, can you do it again? Mm. It's just like... Again or better. Exactly. <laughs> like, what else you got next, you know? Because, like I said, you could do one amazing set design. But it's like, can you do it better? Can you do it bigger? Mm. Can you do it with, like, a like smaller budget, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, no, I get it. I understand. Mm. Um, yeah, so uh, the access experience, how did that come about? Um... I had this idea to combat power shoots. So people that don't know what power shoots are, it's when a group of photographers get a group of models and just shoot, you know? So there's no outfit changes most of the time. So it's normally like 10 photographers shooting the same three models 
in the same three outfits. So I was like, that's kind of, it gets kind of repetitive after a while, especially everybody doing this to post on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, what can I do? Because when I critique things, I like to have a solution for it. Mm -hmm. So I said, what can I do to give people a better experience than power suits? So I came up with this idea to get smaller groups of people, you know, get four photographers and get four models, but give them time to create something and just provide the space for them to execute their visions. And that was just like a little one week thing that I came up with. Um, like I said, as I come up with ideas, I think of 30 more. Um, and with a couple conversations that I had with people about this idea, you know, the big concern was what if the photographers are trash? You know, because there's a lot of bad photographers. Um, and while I was at Camp Kirk Studios, I used to teach the workshops. So I said, while I'm qualified enough to teach these potentially bad photographers how to not be as bad. You know, I can't teach creativity, but I can teach you how to properly use your camera. Mm -hmm. So I expanded the program into two weeks. So the first week will provide the fundamentals for the creatives, you know, lighting, posing, how to build a concept. Um, and that way you take all of that after your first week and then apply it. So now you have an entire week to work on your concept and take everything that you learned all week and execute that way. So what about you, Z? So what do you, how do you work with the media with this? Um, so I'll be teaching a couple courses. Um, I will be tagging up with, oh, sorry, pairing up with Juice to um, teach um, the comfortability course just to see how comfortable we are in front of the camera, behind the camera for the photographers. Um, uh, also, I'll be teaching building a concept because I do that quite frequently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I would love to, you know, because a lot of people are like, how do you get your vision? How do you do this? And to allow people to see my process is like, really dope and I'm actually making food for me, you know, allowing me to show people how I get to create and, you know, possibly helping other, you know, creators in the future, you know, help them get along the way. Yeah, that's awesome. So where do you see your, where do you guys see yourself in five years? <laughs> Girl, let me tell you, okay, we got a couple cars in the garage, we got a big house, we got a head and stuff, but no, career-wise, um, I really, I really see myself working with um, a lot of bigger projects, but I still want to, you know, work with some smaller projects, keep myself humble. But I think I'd be um, where I want to be now. But I know myself in five years, I'm like, okay, I know I'm here now, but this is not what I want. You know, I want more. I'm always the type I want more. So I can't even really tell you where I'll be in five years, but I know we're gonna be making some money. <laughs> making some money. What about you, media? I don't, I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you um, B-Media in five years because every time I make long plans, it happens a lot quicker. So I had plans for myself when I was 19 about, I'm gonna accomplish this by the time I'm 30, you know, and I did it by the time I was 21, you know. So I move a lot shorter in time spans, you know, just kind of like goal to goal like we're gonna do this, and then we'll do this. So five years from now, I don't, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you too definitively. Um, we'll still be making art, though. That's the most important thing. I'll, I'll still be making art in five years. Okay, is there someone specifically you want to shoot, or you want to create a set for, or help someone up there in the industry? 
um, or in general want to work with? I have a few, but like really, like who I really want to work with is Janae Ike. She's amazing. Like literally, every time she drops an album, it's like what I'm going through in life. Like I've been like seriously, I've been listening to her since high school. So it's just like her. Of course, like you know Rihanna, Beyonce. But yeah. right now, Janae. if I could get my whole girl Janae, Janae. Mm. Okay, <laughs> but now that'll be dope. Um. Artist-wise, right now, I've been listening to the music a lot lately. Um, but it, if I get to work with Benny the Butcher, that'll be like pretty good, pretty good move. Um, and then there's a couple different brands that I want to work with. Yeah, um, no one in particular. Yeezy, you know, and other you know smaller brands. That's kind of my focus as far as brands go. Um, is building the the up-and-coming brands mm -hmm. and shooting them as if they were Nike because at some point they will be. I, I, I get so. it now, but I feel like that's why my whole idea with the whole podcast is like yeah. one day you guys are going to be the next guy but different, you know, mm -hmm. Cam Kirk, but a different type of view, you know, like mm -hmm. that's like, now this is going to be like interviewing where these people are putting in the work, shaking the culture in their own industry, their own career field. I'm waiting for you to be like, yeah, this is our hundredth episode. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Building, shaking culture. Real quick, he said brands, and everyone knows I love Chanel. CC needs a CC, yeah. so that's one brand I would love to work with. Like that would be a dream come true. See, I know that would be dope. <laughs> I can just imagine you building a whole set of Chanel. Crazy. What? I'm a kid in a candy store. <laughs> so um, I like your shirt, the Why Not. Um, mm -hmm. So how did that come about? Because I know it's OP Media. Um, and why not? So why not? Yeah, yeah. that's uh, <laughs> why not. That's kind of the conversation I have with myself. Um, okay. And that's what I tell a lot of other people as well. It's very easy when you create all the time but to talk yourself out of doing something. Um, right now is not the right time, um, or maybe I shouldn't do this right now. And so my question is always, why not? It started as a joke mm -hmm. um, because I wanted my friends to convince me to not do something. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I act on impulse a lot, um, and so with a lot of those decisions, uh, most people don't understand them. And they're like, well, why would you do that? Why are you thinking about doing this? And most of the time, why not do it? You're mm -hmm. capable of doing it right now, um, so why not? And I look for valid reasons. A lot of times some people don't have them outside of themselves. So why not kind of moves you out of your own way? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, you know, I decided to put it on the shirt. Yeah, there's not any more of these. This this is a one of one. Yeah, no, I saw the hoodie. I was like, dang, I need to buy it. But then I ended up buying something else. So I was like, mm, this shirt looks cuter. <laughs> you know, next time, whenever you drop some more hoodies, offer it. But I'm definitely catching up because why not? Why not? Why not? Okay. <laughs> well, all right. So all right. we're going to play a game. Um, so we have... My name's Queen. Um, I'm a brand strategist, business strategist, more, and a music uh, manager. Awesome. Big business. And she's my little sister. Yes. Big so since you know we made doesn't drink at the moment, we have uh. taking her his shots. <laughs> so we're gonna play a quick game and see how well you guys know each other. See Um but no she she can't you can't whisper Yeah, don't be either either or you know? Yeah. Alright, so first question, be medium. When's C's birthday? <laughs> Cause y'all know I'm big on birthdays. You when my birthday? birthday? I'ma go ahead. 
can get started. We August 9th. Oh, wow. He remembers. <laughs> My guy. Yeah, so go ahead and put that back down. I'm not going to respect it. I'm going to love it. I'm going to love it. Yeah, see, they try. I see Wednesday Media's birthday. It's February 3rd. I'm gonna forget that tomorrow. Okay, but I'm just saying, I could remind you. Can you type it? Um, type it in the text. <laughs> text it. Text it to me so I forget. Yo, <laughs> Yo text it to me. Mm. <laughs> I was about to say this is a trick question because he don't eat. He don't eat. Um, woo, woo. Honestly, honestly, he doesn't eat. But I would say it's one of two things. So I'm just gonna take a shot at it. Um, lasagna, wings, and rice. <laughs> Yeah. So it's one of those two. Yeah. So you gotta, but, all in one. Nah, but you gotta pick one. That's a full meal though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right, right, right. 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 Water. Water. <laughs> <laughs> Before when he did it, when he um when he did drink anything. Oh, I, no, <laughs> just no I, I, I think I know this one too though. I, I think I, I know this one. Mm. Yeah. I say my shot. That's fine. What is it? It's a long alley, right? It gets you that quick. I thought it was <laughs> say. Yes, yeah, it was. Oh, oh, I'm thinking like drink drinks. That's fine. Then. <laughs> yeah, I guess y'all got that right. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now a whole lot of that, yup. <laughs> no, that's good. She's like, I like that. that. <laughs> okay, that's uh, pineapple. Yeah, I know pineapple when I say pineapple. Bring back memories. Mm-hmm. Drums. Pouch. Thank you. Woo. All right. Um. Hold on. What's one of us's biggest pet peeves as a creative? Mm, that's a creative. Mm. Mm. Tori looked like she knows. You know this one? Oh. One of one of them. Um, stop being unorganized. Yup. Right. Yup. Yup. Last minute things. Okay. I hate last minute things. And if, if it's unorganized, I'm. Cause I I start with a mood board, then we go to the shoot. I make sure everything's set up before they come in. Like I'm very tedious. So it's like don't hit me with the last minute. Yeah. But yeah. Hey, what's been media's biggest pet peeve as a photographer, creative? People trying to book them through the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> 
People try to put that boy through the DMs. He's not having that. Do not play with no, him. If there's a way for me to turn my DMs off forever, <laughs> I would do that. Not forever. Mm. Oh wow. my god. Wow, and if you get this wrong, oh my god. this is about to be sad. He better not get this wrong, y'all. This I, hope he, I hope he do. This car ride is going to be a rocket. Ready? You don't let me. Who she call you by your government? Oh. She said my government? Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear it though. I'm okay, okay, so edit it out. Oh. Put a bleep over it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're fucking with me. All right, go ahead and take it back. Go ahead and take it back. I'm going to go. Bye, yeah. <laughs> no, it's pink. Oh, okay, good right. That's why I said I'm basic. Pink is my favorite. Oh, you ain't know. No, pink is her favorite color. But recently, you've been... Okay, okay take it. Take no, it. Big no, big blue. blue. Like... <laughs> That's why I was like... I went with that blue. Yeah. Why I got... Because you... Oh, I got to take it back. <laughs> That's why you're here. Yeah, I forgot my job already. That's why. <laughs> got a little hot in here, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm in all blue, so that's crazy. That's fine, though. All right, what's your sister's dream job? My sister's dream job? Mm-hmm. First and foremost, we got to turn your neck. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, turn. honestly, um, her she doesn't have a... Yeah, I guess it's her dream job. She wants to own her own, um, like, agent. Well, she actually wants her own recording studio. That's what it is. She wants to own her own recording studio and, you know, have people, like, you know, manage it, things like that. That's but it. That's that, no, that's that's good, but... No, that's... No, no. <laughs> yes, real. but no. It's real. <laughs> she hit me with that. It's real. It's real. No. But my dream job is no job. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Really, it's no job, but I guess... No, but my it. dream is having her record my own. Yeah. Yeah, just tune in to what our photo shoot is going to come out for my birthday. Yes, and we 